0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, November 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Budget deadline looms amid mixed progress. Mexican official optimistic on USMCA and farmers like Japan's biotech policy. Ag funding heads to negotiators. The Senate has made some progress toward funding of federal agencies critical to the food and agriculture sectors, but the clock is ticking down to the stopgap spending bill that has been keeping the government open since the fiscal year started a month ago. The Senate on Thursday approved a fiscal 2020 domestic spending package that includes funding for USDA, EPA, FDA, and the Interior Department. That sends the measure into negotiations with the House. What's next? Democrats are blocking action on a separate spending package that includes the Defense Department. Democrats say they won't allow the bill to move until Republicans agree on spending caps for each of the individual spending measures. The bills that have passed the GOP-controlled Senate and Democrat-controlled House have different spending levels. USDA and FDA are funded at 23.1 billion dollars under the Senate-passed bill, compared to 24 billion under the House measure. Those amounts only include discretionary programs; those that are funded by annual appropriation bills. Funding for other programs is mandated by the Farm Bill and other laws. The stopgap funding bill expires November 21st. Congress will have to pass another extension, but there's no agreement yet on whether it should go to December or into the new year. Keep in mind, one key difference between the House and Senate versions of the USDA funding bill is that the Senate version includes $25 million for relocating to USDA research agencies. The House version would block that move from being carried out, but facts on the ground are fast and overtaking the issue. USDA yesterday announced that a lease has been signed for office space in Kansas City. And here's a calendar note. The House, but not the Senate, is out of session next week. Mexican negotiator encouraged by Pelosi. Mexico's top North American North negotiator, Jesus Sade, said he's optimistic the White House and lawmakers can reach an agreement on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement before Thanksgiving. Sade was basing his outlook on conversations this week with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. Sade told reporters he sat down for two hours Thursday morning with Lighthizer and conversed privately with Pelosi Wednesday night. Speaking about Pelosi, he said, She gave me a positive message. We hope to see this come to a conclusion soon. Sade said he responded simply by saying, That's great to hear. But Sade cautions against assuming Mexico will sign off. Even after the House Democrats and White House reach an agreement on USMCA, Canada and Mexico will still have to agree to the alterations to the deal, and that might not be a quick process. He said, whatever resolution they come to, it's in the nature of a proposal for Canada's and Mexico's consideration. He said, it's a complicated exercise. Getting Mexico, which has already ratified USMCA, to sign off on any changes may be quick and easy, or it may take much longer, he said. If something is not deemed beneficial for Mexico, the country could simply say, no way, he warned. We cannot just reopen anything that may not be acceptable. We don't want to create expectations, but everything is going to happen in a few days. Dems urge to use MCA to show they're on the job. Some farm groups say Democrats should use the USMCA to show voters that they can work with Republicans despite moving forward with the impeachment procedures. In this very partisan, tumultuous time, I think it's an opportunity to demonstrate we can still govern. Be a reliable trading partner to our two largest export markets, Canada and Mexico, said Chandler Gould, CEO of the National Association of Wheat Growers and a former Democratic congressional staffer. By the way, House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota and Democrat Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey broke from their party and voted yesterday not to move forward with the impeachment process. Trump won both of their districts in 2016 peterson has said he's going to run for re-election in 2020 and his races have been getting increasingly tight last year he won re-election by a 52 to 48 margin u.s wheat relieved on japan's gene editing stance there is no gene edited wheat being commercially grown in the u.s yet but that day could come soon And that's why U.S. Wheat Associates is pleased with Japan's apparent acceptance of the technology. Japan's Consumer Affairs Agency has decided that food made from gene-edited plants does not need special labels. And that's good news for U.S. farmers who count on massive Japanese demand for imports. Gene-Edited provides a safe and efficient way to make targeted improvements in new wheat varieties that respond to environmental stressors, combat plant disease, and benefit millers and consumers alike," says a new USW report. However, these benefits are only possible when regulations are based in science rather than rooted in fear. Delaware-based Calixt is using gene editing to develop wheat that will produce flour with three times as much fiber as traditional flour. The company hopes to have it on the market in 2020. Organic Group makes case for reinstating livestock regs. The Organic Trade Association is asking a federal judge to force USDA to reinstate animal welfare standards that the Trump administration withdrew. The industry group says in a brief filed yesterday that USDA underestimated the benefits and inflated the costs of the rule that was released shortly before then-President Obama left office. USDA, quote, has inconsistently and opportunistically framed the costs and benefits of the OLPP and failed to meaningfully consider the rule's myriad of benefits, according to OTA. OTA also went after USDA for not consulting with the National Organic Standards Board before rescinding the rule, which was finalized the day before Donald Trump took office. Briefing of the case is due to be completed by January 28th. Keep in mind, there was significant opposition to the rule among farm groups, especially among many organic egg producers. They argued that the outdoor access requirements were impractical. Here's today's He Said It. Without support from Senate Republicans, going down this path is a mistake. That House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson explaining why he voted against the impeachment process, he said it was, quote, hopelessly partisan. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, November 1st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated.